0: Welcome to the Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a podcast for the innovators, from the experts. We know that you're busier than ever, and the last thing you need as a business applications innovator is a lengthy, drawn-out podcast where you walk away with the possibility of learning something new. Well, that's how the Digestible Dynamics Podcast is different. Each episode will contain one digestible tidbit about Dynamics 365 that you can immediately apply to your business. With the combined experience of three decades in the business application space, Dr. KJ and I understand that the power of technology is not about the features and functions, but rather the value it can bring to your business to help you transform and drive growth. That's why we'll focus on the most useful things that you need to know about the Dynamics 365 platform. Welcome everyone to the Digestible Dynamics podcast, your number one source for snackable tidbits that help you optimize your Dynamics 365 experience. KJ, when you think about manufacturing, what comes
1: to mind? Well, Kevin, you know, when I think about manufacturing, it's it's really around producing cars or things that are manufactured like your food, the factories and, and so forth. So that's, that's my idea of manufacturing, but what do you think when you think of manufacturing?
0: It actually brings me back to my college days, and man, I feel old for phrasing it that way. Well, you are old um, (laughs) (laughs) in the technology sense, but it's just the beginning, my friend. (laughs) I guess you're right. And anyways, it reminds me of my manufacturing engineering classes, learning about different materials and their properties and how the properties change when you put them under stress. Actually, my master's thesis was on how steel behaved under hot compression. You can actually find it online if
1: you want to nerd out to material engineering. Maybe read it before bed or something like that. Well, maybe not read it before bed because I don't know if it's going to make me fall asleep. But <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'll definitely find it. Go read it and uh, check on how young Kevin was thinking back in the day.
0: Yeah, let me know what you think of when you when you do read it. But another thing I think about is how much we take manufacturing for granted. Call me spoiled or actually entitled, but when I order something online, I now expect it in two days. Even two-day shipping sometimes feels like it's too long of a wait. But I know that the manufacturing process for all the products that I use are mission critical.
1: Without manufacturing, there's no product, right? Yeah, 100%, Kevin. You hit the nail on the head by calling them mission critical. If your product is something tangible, then you'll need a manufacturer to produce your product at scale. Between the pandemic, geopolitical conflicts and sustainability, there is no short supply of challenges that manufacturers have to deal with. But there's no better time than now to assess the technologies and processes you're using today.
0: Great point, KJ. Technology is not going anywhere. And with technology like mixed reality, our real world and our digital world are increasingly intertwined. But you know what? Enough from us. Let me go ahead and introduce our D365 manufacturing expert, Joe Lee. Joe Lee is a technical sales director within the U.S. manufacturing practice, helping global organizations envision a technology-enabled future full of growth and possibility. With more than 20 years of experience helping organizations leverage technology to achieve their strategic initiatives, Joe embraces how organizations can improve efficiency and ensure business continuity today as well as establish a scalable foundation to support the future transformation and growth of their products and services. He is passionate about his customers' success and has worked across the manufacturing, retail, consumer price goods, and financial services industries. Welcome, Digestible Dynamics. We are so excited to have Joe Lee to talk about Dynamics 365 for manufacturing. Welcome, Joe. Thank you,
2: Kevin. Pleasure seeing both you and KJ here. It's been a while, but uh, excited to join you here today.
0: We're excited to to have you on. Yes, sir. The first thing we're going to ask you is, what are the top digital transformation obstacles customers are facing within the manufacturing industry?
2: Yeah, you know what? I would say, honestly, a couple things. Primarily, simply time, something we all deal with day in and day out, and then also competing priorities. Digging into that a little bit further, if you think about considering just maintaining the legacy operations, and honestly, mindsets. We all realize that we want to innovate and can gain more efficiency through a host of different transformational initiatives, whether it be automation, proactive telemetry, customer market insights. However, at the end of the day, the operations and production lines need to keep running. We can't just take a plan offline whilst we update it for a month or three months or anything else there. So, uh, you know, I would say one final thing too, I think, is that we realize there's an ROI to be realized. But it's like making a large personal purchase, whether it be a first house, a fancy car, whatever that is. We know that we want it and even need it, but writing that check can be
0: difficult, even though we know in the end we'll be better. I love that breakdown. But I want to touch on something that you mentioned that I haven't heard really through the different industry experts that we've talked to. Shifting that mindset, how do you go about convincing our customers that they do have to change that mindset? How do you guide them that, that old way of doing things into a new way? Because from a digital transformation perspective, the technology, as far as Microsoft, that's the easy part. I feel like the hard part is that mindset. So from your experience, what's worked?
2: Absolutely. I think it all comes down to quantifying it. We're all analytical type people. We want to make smart decisions, both professionally and personally. And while Stats quo can keep things running as it has for the last 50, 100 plus years, Realizing what every day, even an hour, without doing that transformation is costing us in terms of efficiency, increased gains, wherever you want to measure it, is what really helps people understand, wow, I need to do this sooner than later.
1: Yeah, no, I, I really like that. And are you also seeing with these these customers that are moving from legacy to, you know, now that that forward thinking, are you seeing them actually come back and say, hey, we want different modules within Dynamics 365 to help the rest of our business to continue to move forward and and move into that new era, so to speak?
2: Absolutely. And not to play off of digestible dynamics, but they want it easily digestible. We need to understand to change something from end to end takes an enormous amount of time and effort. But if we can help them within whatever the best priority is to tackle that, That's where they really see it. I was just on a call actually with a a global operations executive from one of our recent discussions, and he was explaining that he's helping the local plants choose the right solutions, whether it be software, procedural improvements, anything else, for their own regions. But in his mind, he's also looking at it from a global perspective. How do we make the right platform decisions so that across the world, we are seeing those improvements?
1: Yeah. So what type of engagements are those like, right? When you're talking to your customer, you know, you start out in that planning, that first initial call, but what are those true engagements look like?
2: I see a couple ways. One is a design aspect, and that's kind of think of it as whiteboarding. Okay, what is the end goal that we all have in mind and how are we going to get there? But then also think about a home construction or home remodeling or any other project that you've gone through. Getting from point A to point B is a little daunting. Forget the financials of it. Just thinking through how is this all going to work in the next couple of weeks, months, years is difficult. And so once we have that starting point and that ending point in place, it's kind of understanding how can we phase these out. You don't need everything day one. But in order to do part B, we need to have the foundation in place to accomplish part A.
1: That's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. And we think I have another question. Go for it. Go for it. Super awesome. So I (laughs) want to go in here. (laughs) But how are you seeing like the business and IT work together to transform their company? Because traditionally, from what I've seen, that's a very hard conversation to go back and forth between. So I would love to understand how you do that.
2: Definitely. I I would say it's a delicate balance. A. And secondarily, it's also being a trusted. Partner, not even an advisor, a trusted partner of an organization. Previously, we would always work with IT and say, "Hey, these are the systems we need. This is the architecture." And then the business would say, "That's okay, but it's not suiting what I need to do actually out in the field, day in and day out." And, and today, it's really a collective. I'll, I'll call it roundtable of everyone coming together to understand what are our objectives from a business perspective. We want to increase sales. We want to reduce costs. We want to increase, optimize efficiency. But then from an IT perspective, what are some of those things that we can do to make sure that the foundation is sound, that it can scale with the business, and just as importantly, that it's secure as well. So it really is a joint effort between all sides of the business.
0: I love that collaboration to make everything work, especially when the idea you mentioned earlier, you can't shut everything down for the sake of implementing a new solution because manufacturing is so important for a business. So how do you take it and make it such that you digest the entire process? Do you say, hey, we're going to take sales at one time, then we focus on marketing? How do you do that with the customers?
2: I think it really is looking at that holistic picture and understanding end state, this is where we want to get. However, to your point, Kevin, first let's go ahead and enable your sales team, if that's the applicable first step. What is it that we can drive with them so they know more about their customer? They know how to take that next step. And then maybe a second phase is your customer service group. How can we enable them with the information, the knowledge base and expertise so that they can provide better service? And then maybe after that, it's okay, let's tackle your operations. How can we actually go through and digitize for lack of a better word, but also just enable that so that you can see predictive information coming off of that leveraging the technology that we have today. But it really is putting it into either phases or chapters. And I would also say having checkpoints throughout there, just so that we can understand, are we moving towards the right milestones? Is our end target still the same as it was when we started on this journey? Or are there minor tweaks or modifications that we'd like to make along the way?
0: Love that. And from where you're sitting, from your perspective, how are customers using Dynamics 365 the most? Is it to improve their sales? Is it to further their operations? What are you seeing from your position? Truly, that's the exciting
2: part of being with Microsoft. Being any technologist these days is that there's a whole host of solutions spanning all sorts of things. I think you touched on some of them there, Kevin. One is how do we drive efficiency throughout our sales force? Uh, Knowing more about our customers so that when we show up at a customer site, we know what's going on in terms of their trouble tickets or what's going on in terms of an implementation. Just what's that full picture of uh, the group as we're walking into it? Then if you look at customer service, uh, be it call centers or otherwise, how do we reduce customer wait times? Finite resources is something that we are all challenged with, regardless of role, regardless of organization. So how do we improve agent productivity? And at the end of the day, really driving that increased customer satisfaction. Something near and dear to me, proactive and predictive field service. Tie that in with internet of things and getting the telemetry off the machinery and then coupling that with mixed reality. Uh, and I'd say let's not forget, too, the importance of having visibility, especially coming out of the pandemic, visibility into your supply chain and just understand, are we going to have the raw materials, the, the intermediate materials, are we going to have the labor to complete the tasks that we need to? And then last, certainly not least, uh, you know, taking the enhancements in that experience, the final mile with what we call the Power Platform, specifically Power Apps, Power Automate tailoring it to the experience that you want your associate and your customers to have as an organization.
0: Wow, that is a comprehensive answer. I love all the things that you touched (laughs) on, Joe. But I want to harp on uh, that mixed reality. That is something I think could be fantastic in terms of manufacturing and digitizing, like you mentioned, the whole process. Being able to do things remotely or or solving field service issues using a HoloLens when the technician gets stuck. Is that what you were referring to in talking about that?
2: Absolutely. And a couple of things here, really, Uh, you know, it's the sprinkles on the Sunday at the end of it. Um,
0: it I love these food analogies. (laughs) (laughs) It helps not only our own
2: associates, but even our customers troubleshoot, complete a specific task, even from a training perspective. And you mentioned about the HoloLens and the devices. Tremendous, world-class leading device. You can think of it as a computer that you wear as a headset. But what we saw through the pandemic really was that without people being able to either a, travel or have access to their own facilities or that of their customers or their suppliers, mixed reality was a great and quickly implemented way that they could have visibility and access to those areas. And so you mentioned the HoloLens device, terrific from that side. The other part is you can utilize these on your mobile device too. So if we can't get a physical device to somebody at a moment's notice, but we're having a plant outage halfway around the world, guess what? We can use Teams, we can use a mobile device and bring people together and say, hey, you know what, Joe? Do not pull that circuit breaker there. That's not the right one. You need to do this over here and give me actual steps to go through that versus just describing it to me and I may misinterpret those.
1: No, that's great. I want to go back. So I assume every company doesn't have the resources and technology to truly like, work with machine learning AI capabilities. So how is Microsoft helping augment those companies with additional resources? I'd say you touched on that one there, and it's
2: resources. It's supporting them to drive awareness, education, and then also the implementation piece of it. But oftentimes when you think about artificial intelligence, machine learning, or mixed reality, what we were just discussing there too, it's so futuristic that any of us kind of think how am I going to start on that journey? And so we've really created composable, modular components that can be implemented within and around your own existing environment. So you don't have to do a wholesale change on something to to take advantage of this. We can use an existing CRM or ERP or any other solution. And just going back to the earlier part, just take it at final mile to configure it for your own use cases.
0: Yeah, and when I understand with AI and machine learning... You can make a problem worse if your processes aren't set straight. So I assume in the manufacturing world that's a key thing is hey, are our processes good already so that we can take it that extra mile? Is that right, Joe?
2: That's been a huge part. I mean, in the last decade or so you always hear garbage in, garbage out when it comes to data quality. But now the application of AI and machine learning as well highlights the underlying processes. Hey, there's a lot of things that we did with human interactions to kind of bend the curve around certain things while utilizing critical business rules around those, it's more binary. We have to have precise uh, decision points and understand what's within and what's outside of thresholds when it comes to measuring some of those anomalies too.
1: No, that's amazing. So Joe, can you just share a customer success story from the manufacturing uh, industry?
2: Absolutely. You know, I'd love to come in with some grandiose transformational story uh, around that piece Many of our stories are comprised of multiple chapters or phases of the transformations we were discussing earlier. A recent one that I was involved with uh, that I'm really excited about just helped establish first and foremost that foundation for a holistic corporate transformation that literally will span the next decade and probably beyond. Uh, First and foremost though, we're focusing on how do we harmonize their multiple data systems, be it from ERPs to CRMs that they've acquired through acquisitions, And then also in that first phase, too, we're looking at a couple of things. One is, how do we help enable their sales teams so they know more about their customers that they're selling to? Secondarily, how do we recommend next best actions so based upon either the relationship health or customer signals? They know what that next action should be that is recommend right to them, going back to the machine learning AIP, so that I don't have to sit there and think, mm, today KJ seems a little bit upset. Maybe I should offer him a discount or a code for this piece of it. It's going to surface that right there in front of me so, I don't take, or so that I can take out the human error aspect. And then, as well looking at how we enhance the customer experience, whether it be through a call center, whether it be in this particular scenario too, one of the steps is going through and revamping their portal and surfacing the most commonly asked questions or helping them complete the tasks right there at their fingertips. So taking it back to our own personal experiences, how can we make it that much better? So that when I think of customer ABC, whether it be Microsoft or pick any other organization out there, I think that was a value-added interaction that I had with them and I'm excited to do it again with them on my next purchase, on my next call, whatever that be.
1: No, amazing story. Joe, we truly, truly appreciate you jumping on, coming in and and dropping some nuggets for our listeners here. And we look forward to having you back on to, you know, talk about how Dynamics is digitally transforming customers around the globe. So again, thank you. Appreciate the
2: time today. Hopefully it was of value and really excited to spend some time with both of you.
1: Thanks, Joe. Thank you for tuning in to Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a show for you, the innovators, with content directly from the experts. While we only cover one tidbit of Dynamics 365 per episode, if you want to learn more, head over to our LinkedIn page by searching for Digestible Dynamics on LinkedIn so that we can guide you to the right resource to help you maximize your Dynamics 365 experience. If you have any other questions, email your host, KJ and KG, at digestible dynamics at microsoft.com. Until next time, folks.